So when I talk about victim mindset, it's something that is so important you understand what it is. You understand how to recognize it when you are slipping into the mindset of a victim. And partly that's because you have to understand the damage it does to your outcomes. It's as simple as that. So there are two mindsets and two camps that people generally will fall into situationally when stuff is happening to them. Uh, some people will fall into the mindset of what is described as the player or the accountable person and other people will fall into the non-accountable or the victim person. It's really important to know what each of these are and how you can control your mindset to move from one to the other. Many, many people are, you know, it's just so easy to fall into a victim mindset and feel like life is happening to you. Now, before I describe these in a bit more detail, there's a, a little framework that we have to just discuss here that helps understand how these two mindsets work for you uh, or against you. So there's this little notion called the sort of loci or or locuses of control. And what this is, is that not everything in life is within your power to change. In fact, most stuff is completely out of your control. And when you believe that everything is outside of your control, then you're in a pretty desperate place. You know, a, a place where you have no, no control is also a place where perhaps you feel a bit hopeless. That's a really, really dangerous place to go for your career, for your happiness, for your mental health and well-being. It's also not true um, that everything is outside your control. So whilst there are many things out, out of your control, there's another layer in where there's another ring, and that is stuff that you can influence. So if the outer ring is stuff you've no control over, then the next ring in is stuff you can influence. So you, you can't control it, but you might be able to change it a bit. And then on the inside, there is stuff you are completely in control, in charge of. Now, the stuff you're completely in control, in charge of, and the only stuff you're ever completely in control and in charge of are your thoughts, uh, your feelings, your words, your behaviours, so your actions. Those things are like it is within our power with practice, it's not always easy, but it's within our power to control those things. Uh, now, that's really important because when you're in a victim mindset, you believe everything's outside your control. And that robs you of a lot of power in situations. And it will lead to you becoming quite disenfranchised, quite bitter, quite cynical, quite jaded. If you feel like there's 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 no hope, there's no, there's no way you can control things. So the victim mindset is characterized by... Yeah, you, you'll know you're in the victim mindset because you generally spend your time looking backward at events that have happened, not with positive feelings, with quite negative feelings. Uh, so when things go wrong, particularly, the victim will look to deflect blame from themselves and blame somebody else. Uh, they will be stuck in the past. They will say things like, if only I could turn back the time or... Uh, this happened to me because of this other thing that occurred. I was late to work because the traffic was bad. Uh, I uh, couldn't 
go or achieve this thing because something broke or somebody else didn't do something they were supposed to do. Uh, and and it's always it always about deflecting blame someplace else. Um, and and partly that is is so that you don't have to feel bad about yourself. But actually, it's a really bad. You know, it's, it's a short-term strategy to try and feel a bit better or to cope or to survive or to not get blamed or not be beaten up by your tribe. Uh, but as a long-term strategy, it's a really losing play because it undermines trust. It sets the tone for that being an okay behavior because if everybody starts getting into a victim mindset, the culture that will form is called a blame culture, which is incredibly prevalent in veterinary hospitals. And, and, and it, it really erodes trust. So there's an alternative, which is great news, and that is to be accountable, and that's to be the player. Now, you will not ever be in a situation where you can control everything that is occurring. But if you have the mindset of, well, there are things I can control here, and there are things I can influence, then that gives you some hope that you can change the outcome of the situation. And that's not always true. Because sometimes stuff's just happened and you, you, can't, you can never turn back time. You can reflect on it, and that's a healthy thing to do. Uh, and then you can do something with that reflection. And so there's three questions I think are really important questions that help you flip from being a victim, where you're, you're, you're looking at the past and you're blaming others and you're, you're feeling a bit crappy about everything, to looking forward to the future, learning and taking accountability, being accountable, taking responsibility for doing things differently or changing the circumstances, i.e. having a lot more control over your destiny. And so these three things that I like to ask are, first of all, what did I learn that made the thing that happened worthwhile or valuable? Now that's important. It's not just what did I learn. This actually is a forced, forced function on your thinking to make you look for a positive in something that you're possibly currently perceiving as a negative. So what did I learn that made this experience valuable or worthwhile? That can be a very hard question to answer because some experiences are horrific. You know, some life experiences we have are really, really difficult, uh, really damaging, really emotionally challenging, but there's always something positive you can take out of this uh, if you struggle with that as a concept, then you have to read Joseph Frankel's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to go into how incredible a book that is now, but suffice to say, it is unlikely whatever you're facing is as profoundly awful as what he was facing in a Nazi concentration camp. Uh, so there's always something to be positive about. So what did I learn that made this experience worthwhile? Okay, because you're also then, the learning part is also really important because it's not just about being positive. It's about taking lessons, extracting lessons that you can turn into some form of wisdom and different action in the future. Okay, so that leads into the second thing, question that I like to ask myself, and that is, what will I do differently in the same situation next time? So that is really just taking what I've learned and applying it. So it's a bit of critical thinking. And also, you know, just applying your reasoning and then changing your behavior in the future. And, you know, the old saying is, if you do what you always did, you'll get what you always got. And the definition of madness is expecting a different outcome in the same set of circumstances and behaviors. If you do the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same outcome. So 
it's really important to, to then apply what you've learned and act differently. And then the third thing, and this is more immediate in the situation that you're currently in, because sometimes you're going to be in a situation where it's just done, it's over, there's really not a lot much much more to do about it. Um, you know, you, you can't change the past and the event episode is now closed and maybe it wasn't a lot of fun, but we have to move on, okay? But most of the time, there's still going to be some aftermath to deal with. And what can you take ownership of in that aftermath in order to improve the outcome? Maybe you're not going to be able to get the optimal outcome, but what can you do to improve it? And so the next question is, what more can I do now? Or what more must I do now? And that's really asking you, is you're interrogating the situation and your understanding of the situation differently to go, okay, what can I influence? What can I take charge of that's going to improve things? So I'll give you an example of perhaps a client complaint that has come in and something went wrong. And the victim goes, well, I had six things booked in that day. I was overloaded. I was stressed. Uh, it was always going to happen. I was going to make a mistake. And here we go. It's the system that is broken. And there's, it's not really my fault. Right. So I'm, and this client's being grumpy with me. It's not fair. Like they don't know what my life is like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the victim looks back, blames the system, blames the client and wants to shut down and now thinks veterinary medicine is awful. I don't want to be in this profession anymore because clients are mean, the system's broken and I'm out and you know, leaves, leaves a career. Now that's probably not going to happen in one decision, but you get the point. The player goes, well, that sucked. Let's just acknowledge that. And it doesn't mean you're going to stop feeling crappy about it. Not at all. You, you may still have guilt or shame or anger or frustration, but you're not going to let that define your, you know, that's not going to define your narrative. They're just feelings. They're signals that something needs to change for sure. But the player who's being accountable is going to go, okay, that sucked. Now, what did I learn? I learned that I am likely to make mistakes when I have six things booked in. And therefore, I don't want to feel like this again. I don't want a client to feel like this and to be angry because the client's probably not angry at me directly. Um, they're angry that something didn't work out the way it was meant to happen. So what I've learned from that is when clients don't get the experience that they expect, they get mad. I've also learned that when I am overloaded with work, I'm not capable of, of operating at my highest zone, which I need to be for this particular thing that I was doing. And I've learned that I'm in the same, faced with the same situation, I'm, I'm going to have to take proactive action to say, maybe I can't do six procedures, it's gotta be five in a day like that. And I'm gonna work with my reception team uh, or my supervisor to schedule a bit more effectively. So they're the first two questions, what did I learn and what will I do next time in the same situation? But now, what can I control now? Well, I've got a grumpy client and I've got my own thoughts and my own mind and action. I can catch myself in the negative loop of going, gosh, that client has been really mean, I hate that client and I don't like all clients. I'm gonna run away from that and go, okay, well, I've got a grumpy client, but actually there's a process and we've done other podcasts in this show on how to deal with grumpy clients on how to approach that. So how can I go, I'm gonna call that client up, I'm gonna to listen to their concerns, I'm gonna to apologize for what happened, I'm gonna ask them what I can put right. 
And when I do that, there's a very good chance that client's respect and trust in me is going to gain massively. There's a good chance I can correct the problem and restore the relationship. And when I also do that, I'm going to generate a lot of positive feelings because I resolved conflict in a way that fit with my values. And I grew as a communicator. I grew as a human. I grew as a responsible teammate. That's the difference between somebody who can go on and have an astonishingly astonishingly good career in veterinary medicine and somebody who continues to you know, bounce from tough situation to tough situation and and feel like a victim where they've got no control. In some ways, it's, it's the hopelessness that's driving people from veterinary medicine and that hopelessness comes from a failure to acknowledge the control that you do have in your day. We all do. So that's it. That's that's the, the difference between the victim mindset and the accountability mindset. So I'm curious now, like, what is your mindset? Do you catch yourself? Like, we all have moments of being the victim. I'm no different in that regard. Um, how have you been the victim and what's happened? And how have you ever caught yourself in that moment? How have you course corrected to be the accountability uh, partner, the player that took control? And how did it feel on the other side of that? I'm super curious to know your experiences. So please share them uh, with us on the Instagram page or email them to us uh, or post in the comments. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and there is somebody you think could benefit from learning a little bit more about the difference between the victim and the player, please forward the the episode to them. Uh, I hope that they will get a lot of value out of that. Until next time, be safe, be well, and be happy.